When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. Breaks a tackle. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Oh, mama! This is the Bud Light OU Huddle presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by Homeland Grocery, locally owned by our employees. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Let's go! This is the Bud Light OU Huddle. Now, here's Toby Rowland. What's going on, Sooner Nation? This is the huddle. I don't know where Drake is. He's the one that always claps. I don't know where he is, so we're off to a hot start. This is the huddle. We're here at Rudy's Barbecue. 
I'm excited. First time I've ever done this. I don't know how it happened, but I'm your host tonight. I'm Gabe Eichard. Luckily, we've got one of the best linebackers in the history of Oklahoma football to get us through this. Well, I think... Curtis Lofted, what's going on, man? Well, Gabe, I think why they gave you the job is, you know, that hair, that incredible beard, they're like, hey, he's next in line. I, I think I'm fourth string. Uh, I think because Plank <laughs> is doing women's basketball, Toby and Chad both doing men's basketball, so... I guess I'm next in line. Next but, man up. But, hey, next man up, and how bad can it be? Oh, We'll get through We got it. this. We got we'll it. We'll get through it. I'm, I'm not worried. But bye week. Bye week, and it feels like forever ago that the Sooners played Texas Tech, and we'll get to that. But bye week's always important for a football team. They've gone nine weeks in a row, just kind of a grind, and – Man, it, w it was important for this football team to get a week off, Curtis. Well, with the bye week, I think there's two things. From a player standpoint, I think it's great just to have some time to just reset. And, you know, we've had a, guy, a ton of guys that have been banged up, so we can get those guys fully healthy to be 100%. So instead of playing hurt, they're all the way healthy. Um, and also, for me, what I like to do during the bye week was just – relax, kind of get away from football just a little bit. And so when I came back, I was more excited and hungry to get after it. And then from a coach's standpoint, uh, I know one of the things they do is uh, like a self-scouting report is, okay, what are we doing really well? What are we doing really bad? And then you kind of look at, uh, especially from for a defensive standpoint, we looked at, okay, we're blitzing on first down, so a lot of teams are hitting us with play actions or, you know, running screens and different things. And so you kind of pick up on your tendencies during the bye week as well. Yeah, and it's, it's extremely important for a coaching staff, but also for the players. You, you, you can really evaluate what you've done up to that point. And, and something you said, I think, is it's so true. And I, I think a lot of people, when, when it comes to football, for the players, they just think about the physical grind. Right. And there, there's no doubt the, the game takes a toll on your body. All you have to do is look at what the Oklahoma secondary went through. Yes. The last couple of weeks. But it, it's important to get that physical rest. But man, game planning, getting ready for a game, playing in a game, the stress of all of that, it takes a toll on you mentally. Well, I don't and, have all these gray hairs for no reason. <laughs> me, dude, I'm starting to get <laughs> some know, of the coming beard. in the no. beard and the hair. But it, it's important. For the players, the coaches, and I know the coaches, uh, they don't get much time off because they're hitting the recruiting trail and doing all those things. But it's important for those players because it, it is a stressful yeah. time of the year. The season is very stressful for these young men. It, it's important that they just get to take a step away. You know, Also, take a step away from football. And for me, I actually got to catch up on some papers and do a little studying and all those types of things. The, the academic, the academic side, side of things. The student-athlete yeah. side Stu of it. Student-athlete side of thing. All right, this opening segment is brought to you by Noble McIntyre with McIntyre Law. McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn for all of your personal injury needs. It's been a while. It's been a few weeks. Yes. So let's take a look at what happened when the Sooners took on the Red Raiders. Just Caleb Williams, he, he continues to be fantastic. Oh, we uh – Oh, great you know, catch, strong hands. I mean, great position. You can't get too disappointed about uh, that. Eric Ezekami, he's a really good player, but it, it became pretty, pretty evident early in this game that the Sooners were going to do their damage through the air. And Marvin Mims, he, he continues to make big plays for this football team. It was good to see Mario Williams out there healthy and making plays, Curtis. Well, we missed him the last week that he didn't play, but when he came into this game, you could tell he had his explosive ability back and great hand catching and really showed up for as well. Batted balls equal interceptions. We used to say tips and over those, got to get those. Yeah, and just Pat Fields in the right place, right time. Takeaways what this defense, oh my goodness, Drake Stoops. That guy catches everything. Great hands, reliable and trustworthy. Another another tip ball, Justin Broyles. Man, he's he's come up big for this team. Uh, he they've had him in different spots. And he's he's played the best football of his career. You see the arm strength from Caleb Williams right there. Caleb going through his progression, steps up, throws a strike. 
And Mario Williams does the rest. I love getting him in open field and seeing what he does. Yeah, and I, I think is he gets more and more comfortable in the offense. He's going to continue to make big plays. There's the big guy, Austin Stogner, finding the end zone again. That, that was Sucks. that was a great moment, and I, I know it's not in the highlight package, but one of the coolest things about that entire thing was his teammates went crazy for him on the sideline. They love that guy. He does a great job. Isaiah Thomas, all that guy does is make plays, and this was a cool moment. Rattler gets in the game. And he does what he does, man. He lets it rip down the field to Darby. Nice play by Brian Darby as well. Good to see him out there healthy as well. But a nice win for the Sooners. And let's take a look at the stats here. 52-21. Nice performance from Oklahoma's offense. I, I guess if there's anything you wish you would have seen better, Curtis, probably, probably the run game struggled a little too much there. Well, from offensively, we didn't – I figured we would come in and run the ball. Now, Texas Tech has a stout uh, defense against the run, and so it just really opened up the passing game for us. And, hey, you got to give what teams are giving you. Don't beat your head against the wall. Yeah, and you, you look at what Texas Tech did offensively. Oklahoma's defense back on track, you think? And I, I know Henry Columbia got hurt. They were facing Donovan Smith, who I guess technically is their third-string quarterback, and things did not go particularly well for him when he took over yeah. once Columbia went out. But – I feel like some positive momentum for the defense after that one. I, you know, I said uh, the D, uh, the the D in our fence finally got back in there, <laughs> and I think for me, uh, getting Turner Yale back out there was big. Um, uh, Key Lawrence, I really like the way his versatility coming in playing corner, just a tall, rangy guy. Um, and then I think the most thing that I just really love was we had shoulder pads over toes. We were attacking downhill, flying to the ball, and they tackled really well. Um, the things for me this defense needs to clean up, though, in order for us to take the next jump is we need to fit the run better, and we got to have our eyes in the right position. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm sure they worked on that during the bye week. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's get to our players of the game against the Red Raiders. Who'd you have? I'll go with Caleb Williams, the easy pick. Really went out on the limb there, huh? I, I mean, it was tough. I was like, uh, this kid's been getting so much love. But, you know, when you see him, it, there's so many things just jump off the screen for me. It's one is the arm talent, of course. And then number two is he's just so poised in the pocket. Nothing rattles him. He doesn't feel uh, in a rush at all, sits back. And then uh, number two, he's so mobile. And I just love his little spin move. You know, they're always, I'm always looking. I said, I can't wait to catch a guy when he spins, but no one's caught him yet. And then the accuracy of his throws on a deep ball have been excellent. And when he feels pressure, he always has his eyes downfield. And for a young quarterback, it's tremendous. You don't see that type of play. And then, you know, to play quarterback at Oklahoma, the standard's high and the pressure's high, and he's handled it well, especially for a true freshman, and he spreads the ball around. I think we had four different guys with touchdowns, and, you know, I can't say enough about him. I, you know, and then he tied the record for sec, uh, six touchdowns in a game. You know, Baker had seven. I'm like, come on, coach, you got to let him break that record. Don't take him out, but I'm glad <laughs> Spencer came in and dropped a dime. Yeah, and uh, you just look at – you look at what Caleb Williams has been able to do in only a couple of games, it, and I feel like we're, we're seeing the improvement that Lincoln Riley wants to see from him at the position, right? He's still a young – he's yes. such a young player, Curtis. Well, Gabe, one of the things that I was interested about – now, you can probably speak more to this – is with the offense, is Caleb Williams making this offense go, or are we seeing a big improvement from the offensive line? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think when you look at OU's offensive line play, it has been inconsistent at times, but there's no doubt as Andrew Rame gets more reps at the center position, as Anton Harrison plays more snaps at left tackle, like these are young and experienced players still. And, and it's so important to play in games. I know yeah. that sounds obvious, but the more you play, the more comfortable you become and the more confident you become and, and that, the game slows down quite a bit. Everything too. slows down, and now it, it's so important for this offensive line that they begin to play at a higher level yeah. because that'll make life way easier for Caleb Williams. Yeah. And it's clear if you make that guy's life easy, he's going to make plays. I mean, that's 
that's just what we've seen so far. For my player of the game, I went with Key Lawrence, man. You oh. mentioned it. You mentioned it. And I know I could have yeah. gone Isaiah Thomas, but we talk about IT all the time yeah. on this show. But this was a guy, first play of the game. They test him out of the gate, right? He, he's playing corner for the first time in his Oklahoma career. This is a guy that Alex Grinch said it, man. He, he, he has earned being a starter for this defense. And the speed, the range, the size, like that's all great. The thing that stands out to me about Key Lawrence the energy. He's got oh, some man. Curtis Lofton yes. energy out there, man. And I know as a defensive guy, you got to love seeing a guy play with that energy, that passion. Like, he brings an edge to this defense that I feel like they've been lacking. Well, it's just how Caleb Williams stepped in for the offense and energized him. Key Lawrence has did the same thing for this defense. And for me, what I love is he competes, you know, no matter if the – if he's playing at safety, playing at corner, has to come up and tackle the running back. This guy is competing and laying the wood. And, man, I just love it. I can't say enough good things about him. When I watch him play, man, it gets me fired up. And I would love to play with a guy like him. Yeah. And you look at now the way he played against Kansas. Now, that was at safety. Yeah. But looked like the best player on the field in that game. Did some really good things this week or two weeks ago now against Tech at corner. Can't imagine that guy's coming off the field. Well, you said it earlier. You said it earlier. You said, you know, you need to play. And so what happens when you do play, Kansas, you know, he was a little iffy. You know, played played really good. And then this game, he made an improvement. And the ceiling's so high for this guy. And, you know, like I said earlier, I just love watching him play ball. Let's get to our drive of the game for the Sooners against Texas Tech. The drive summary is presented to you by Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Hey, Sooners, don't get passed. Get Pike Pass. Okay, early second quarter. Thought this was a big drive. right? You look, one thing this team has struggled with at times this year, and you've heard Coach Riley talk about it all the time, getting separation. Yeah. Right? They're up 14-7 to early second quarter. And they put this drive together. Eight plays, 91 yards, take nearly four minutes off the clock and extend the lead to 21-7 and got a lot of different guys touching the football. Caleb Williams making good decisions with the ball in his hands. I just thought this was, this is the type of offensive drive Lincoln Riley wants to see from this group. Big plays in the passing game, aggressive pushing it down the field when you can, and then just punching it in the end zone. We've seen teams around the country struggle to score touchdowns in the red zone lately, and look at this throw. I mean, an absolute laser. I know a lot of people say, oh, it went through the guy's hands. No, he threw it so hard that the guy couldn't (laughs) get his hands up fast enough. (laughs) Well, you know, Gabe, for me, what I love about what I loved about that drive is I love the tempo. I love how we, we, we were patient. We took what they gave us. He, he checked it down. He hit the little in routes. And then, okay, we're going to throw down the field. And so whenever you do that, it really puts a defense on its heels. And you've seen it from Tech. You know, Patterson was over there. He didn't know what he wanted to call. He didn't know if he wanted to be a man. He, want, he tried to play zone. And, you know, it's not a good place to be in. Moving forward, if we continue to do that, but we have to start running the ball well, too. And I think it's going to really open up our offense. And this is the offense that we expected to see all season. Yep, there's no doubt. All right, we'll take a deeper dive into what we saw on both sides of the ball from the Sooners against the Red Raiders. Don't go anywhere. You're watching the huddle here at Rudy's. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch, and our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics, Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Welcome back to the huddle. We're here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. He's Curtis Lofton. I'm Gabe Eichard. And 
it, it seems like this game happened forever ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, forever ago. We're going to dive into some of the offensive and defensive highlights, take a little deeper dive into what we saw on both sides of the ball. But Sooner fans, men's and women's basketball mini plans and single game tickets are on sale now. Don't miss any of the action and secure your seats today by calling 405-324-2424 or by visiting Soonersports.com slash tickets. And the one pass is your one ticket to 80-plus Sooner Athletics events and access to exclusive experiences. Visit Soonersports.com slash one pass for more information on how to experience the best in collegiate athletics. Okay, let's talk a little more about OU's offense because it it feels like Caleb Williams has raised the ceiling Uh of this offense. And it's not only what he can do with his legs, but also I I think that some people – don't appreciate his arm strength oh, enough. Man. man, just being down there at the field level, Curtis, for these games, this guy can absolutely rip it, man. Well, you know, most quarterbacks, they can roll to their, if they're right-handed, you know, roll to your right side, bend or throw it. This guy can throw it from e- rolling to the left, rolling to the right. And then he fits that ball in so many windows that I'm like, he's, what, who are you throwing it to? And then zip right into our guy's hands. Yeah, and – you just saw some of these plays against the Red Raiders. I mean, he's so comfortable throwing the football on the move. And the, the, the one thing that, that really didn't get going in this game was Kennedy Brooks in that yeah. running game. And you, you look at one of maybe the quietest performance I can remember from Kennedy Brooks, right? Eight carries, 35 yards. And uh, some people will say, well, they took what Texas Tech's defense yeah. gave them gave him, but also not a ton of movement mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage in the run game. I mean, that's just, that's just what happened. Now, luckily, Caleb Williams and Mario Williams and Marvin Mims and Drake Stoops, and man, he threw the ball to everyone. He was spreading it around. And you get a touchdown, and you get a touchdown. <laughs> but if, if they want to get where they want to go, right, that stuff has to be cleaned up in the run game. That's just, I feel like that, was my, that wasn't my number one takeaway from the offensive performance against the Red Raiders, but it certainly was an important takeaway from that football game. Now, Gabe, I'm curious, you know, when I'm watching the game, uh, I feel the offense functions better when there's a tempo. You know, it's quick. It's, is it because the defense is – because we seem like we get so many big plays when that happens – is it tempo? Like, when, when does he choose to do tempo and when does he choose not to do tempo? Yeah, it is. It, it's definitely my, – my thoughts on tempo have always been like, okay, you get that first first down in a drive, and, and then you can start implementing some tempo. The, the thing that has been consistent about Lincoln Riley the last several seasons is they play at a relatively slow pace. And it, I, I don't think it – has anything to do I know a lot of people say hey he used to do that to help the defense out mm-hmm. right I don't think he has that concern really anymore and in fact I think you're seeing college football in general play at a slower pace but he just likes getting in the play he wants to be in yeah right and you you see the wheels turning over there <laughs> for him on the sideline he's looking at Caleb Williams he's kind of running some of that check with me stuff and sometimes Lincoln wants to change the play and the play clock gets down they they play at a much slower pace than I think a lot of people realize. One of the things that I hear nationally all the time is, man, that up-tempo offense for Oklahoma. Yeah. And my, first, yeah. my first reaction is, you don't watch Oklahoma. You're right. If that's what you're saying. Because that's, that's really not what Lincoln Riley has been as a play caller these last several years. And I'm with you. I think that the best offenses, you know, the best offenses I was ever part of, the best offenses that you played with, you can change speeds. Yes. Right? It's like being a pitcher. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't want to throw the fastball all the time. You have to have your off-speed stuff. But the important part, and it, whether you're playing at fast tempo, you're playing a little slower, it, it, it's all about execution, man. Yeah. And I think one of the th- reasons – we are seeing Oklahoma play at a little bit of a slower tempo than maybe some people would like is some of the inexperience mm-hmm. at the quarterback position and at the center position. Well, also, too, there's a lot of young, you know, Mario Williams is a true freshman. Right. You know, so there's a lot of uh, key positions that we have young talent at, and they're, 
you know, after bye week, they say, hey, you're not a, you're not a freshman anymore. And so we expect that to really pick up and get rolling better. Yeah, there's no doubt. And they, they've got some tough tests here these next couple of weeks. All right, let's take a look at the defensive side of things. First, Texas Tech. You, you mentioned it earlier. Delarian Turner-Riel being back at safety. Uh, Key Lawrence moving the corner, seeing him make a Just play compete, right there. Man. I uh, We saw some more Jalen Redman up front, but this was – this was more the type of defensive performance we've been expecting to see from this unit all season long. And it, it wasn't perfect, but it certainly, it, it certainly felt like it was a step in the right direction after what we saw against the Jayhawks. Well, you know, their nickname is Speed Defense. And I think when you watch this game, we had speed at every single level, level whether it was the defensive linemen, whether it was linebackers, safeties, corners, they were flying to the ball. When they would tackle someone, there was four, five, and six guys around every single time. And you got to love that because uh, they're playing with so much effort. Look here, one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys show up to make a play. And when you got that kind of effort, you know, good things are going to happen. Um, for me, what I want to see more of is early in the game, there was a couple of leaky runs they let get out. And so in order for this defense to really take the next step into being elite, we have to win on first and second down and get them in the thirds and longer. And uh, also, we've been uh, struggling with uh, quarterbacks who run the ball. And so I don't know if it's integrity in the rush lanes or, you know, guys just having to beat their guy. And so if we can uh, master that and get, you know, st start stopping these quarterbacks from running the ball and winning on third, winning on fourth down, this defense is going to be uh, liking where it's at yeah, in three games. That they knocked Henry Columbia out of the game, uh, really limited anything Donovan Smith was doing for the Red Raiders. But we, we've heard Alex Grinch talk about it I don't know how many times now. But it, it's all about takeaways Yes, with this defensive staff and three takeaways. Yep. And in a d different ways that they got them, right? And this is a team that they really hadn't had many batted balls, right? And mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was, it was a good sign, Isaiah Thomas, not getting there with his rush, getting his hands up, right? Uh, he was directly responsible for that takeaway, but – just how important are those are those takeaways for a defense? Well, you know, as an offense, when you can get the ball back and get more plays in, especially with our offense as high powered it is, we're going to put up a ton of points and it puts a ton of pressure on the other offense to kind of, you know, match what we're doing. But you said it earlier, which is, you know, some of the teams, our defensive line is so good. I would put them up as one of the tops in the nation. And so what that does is it forces a quarterback to get the ball out quick. So sometimes you're not going to get the sacks, you're not going to get the pressure, but what you need to do is get your hands up, bat the ball, and we've seen plenty of that. And, you know, the defensive line, you know, Calvin Thibodeau is doing a great job with them because, you know, you don't get there, get your hands up. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what they always say. And we'll, we'll see if they can carry – you know, this new trend of forcing takeaways into this final stretch of the season, they're going to need it because oh. you're, you're, you're playing against some really good football teams starting this week with Baylor. But one thing that I'm not sure people have talked enough about coming into this game, Texas Tech's offensive line, it's an experienced group. Yeah. It's an experienced group. Now, I, I disagree with some of the things they do technically. Yeah. Uh, I, I think their offensive line coach and I would have – we'd have an interesting conversation. <laughs> With, with some of the things that they do. But you, you look at Taj Brooks and Sir Roger Thompson. Those guys are not bad backs. Yeah. They are not. And they end up combining for 36 yards rushing. I don't know how much complaining you can, I mean, you can do about that if you're Alex Grinch, Curtis. That is, that's fantastic. That's excellent. Well, see, it's like what, for me, when I'm watching a game, okay, that's great numbers. But when I'm watching it, I'm seeing, hey, he missed this fit. And so I also realize that other offensive coaches are watching the same tape I'm watching and saying, hmm, I'm going to see if did they, get, did they get this right. Is his eyes in the right spot? Let's, let's run this play again. And so we have to, okay, doesn't matter if we make a good play. We still have to go back and fix the, the, fix the fit and get it right. Because we'll no, see it again. Yeah. 
there, there's no doubt. All right, coming up, we'll go around the Big 12. We'll talk a little college football playoff rankings, everyone's favorite topic this time of the year. Don't go anywhere. You're watching The Huddle here at Rudy's. Sooners Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino, still the one. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Welcome back to the huddle from Rudy's Country Storm Barbecue. Let's get to the Big 12 scores. They're brought to you by Kincaid Coach Lines. It's time for the Big 12 report. That was this week's Big 12 report. I think I messed that up. It's fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but an interesting week in the Big 12 conference. Uh, Kansas State, no surprise, taking care of business in the Sunflower Showdown against the Jayhawks. Oklahoma State. That West Virginia offense couldn't do anything. Man, you know, I, I've been against what Oklahoma State's been doing from a defensive scan, scan, scheme for a few years now, but this year, it's finally coming into play. Throwing it up to Tay Martin in the red zone, it appears to be, it appears to be a good strategy. And Spencer Sanders, you know, it, it hasn't been perfect, but these last couple weeks... He's played some of the best football of his career there at Oklahoma State. And if they can just run it efficiently with Jalen Warren, like they did right there, with the way they're playing defensively, man, they are uh, they're looking like a solid football team, Curtis. Well, you know, it's like a lot of these teams that, you know, play great defense, run the ball. They win a lot of games. And I think – Gundy's finally starting to realize, hey, if we can just run the ball a little more and, you know, on first and second down, then it takes a little pressure off our quarterback. And then Spencer Sanders has really stepped up and his accuracy has been great. Taking a knee in the shotgun should be illegal. All right, let's move on to what we saw in Fort Worth. And it was the Chandler Morris show. I mean, got off, Baylor got off to a good start. I mean, you look at this game being the first time since 1997 oh, that God. Gary Patterson wasn't on the sideline for TCU. Chandler Morris was that dude in this game. I mean, just a tremendous performance from him. But, man, it, it looked like Baylor was going to be able to get this thing done. But at the end of the day, just a couple, a couple too many mistakes from Gary Bohannon. Yeah, Gary Bohannon which he hasn't done this year. He turned the ball over twice. And to me, that was really a deciding factor in this game. And, uh, but TCU's defense, they played outstanding. And then Chandler Morris came in and just shredded, just put, poked holes all through that secondary. Quentin Johnston is, is a very good player. Okay, it's time to talk about the Texas Longhorns. Whoo. Oh. I mean... What else is there to say? I don't know if you've seen the video of the defensive line coach, but there are some, uh, there's some angry people right now <laughs> in Austin, and they should be. The Longhorns go to Ames, take a 7-3 to three lead into the locker room for halftime, and then, Curtis, it all falls apart. They are scored, outscored 27 to nothing okay, in the second you, half. What do you think is – I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But what do you think is wrong with Texas, especially in the second half? Because in the first half, they if you just play the first half of every single one of their games, you're like, oh, man, this team is a really good team. And then the wheels just fall off every second half. They And their, their problem, biggest problem had been the fourth quarter. But this entire second half, and that was, you know, sometimes they get you, right? The double pass there with yeah, Xavier Hutchinson to Tariq Milton. That's, you know, sometimes that happens. But... It all just fell apart for them. I mean, offensively, they couldn't do, they couldn't do anything. And I, I know that early in that game, uh, Steve Sarkeesian makes the switch from Casey Thompson to Hudson Card. I mean, other than one drive, that offense couldn't do a thing. Now, luckily, sounds like B. John Robinson is okay. Next strain, which doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> but that Iowa State defense, I, I think they reminded a lot of people that 
I, I know we talk about Baylor and Oklahoma State a lot with what they're doing this season. Well, Iowa State's been doing it for a while now on the oh. defensive side of the ball under John Haycock, and they – they absolutely destroyed Texas's offensive line at the line of scrimmage in the second half of that game. They have some grown man on that defensive line, and plus their linebackers. I mean, every every single level of their defense, they're they're really mature. They're playing with a lot of uh, juniors and seniors and sophomores, and so they really come to play. And I can't say enough good things about how I've seen them function so far, and hopefully they don't function like that when we play them. That was this week's Big 12 report brought to you by Kincaid Coach. See, this is when I do it. Great See job. It? You got it. The official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Visit KincaidCoach.com for more information. All right, let's take a look at this weekend's slate here in the Big 12. Sooners in Waco. Doesn't have quite the sizzle we were hoping it would have, but still a big game. We've got the Cyclones visiting Lubbock. New coach there in Lubbock. Joey McGuire. Now, he's not going to be coaching as far as I understand, but he is recruiting for him. Got the Horn Frogs traveling to Stillwater. That's prime time on Fox. That that could be interesting. That's a good test right there. Morris. Yes. And then West Virginia continues to be a mystery, but traveling to Manhattan. That should be a fun game. I think Kansas State's playing some good football. Yeah. And then talk about a game that I mean, if you want to see things <laughs> just absolutely go to a nuclear level, if Kansas plays a close one against the Longhorns in Austin, I'm not, I'm not saying Steve Sarkeesian's getting fired year one. That ain't happening. But they, they got to come out and play a good football game. And I, listen, I, I don't care if Texas plays well. I'm not going to yeah. pretend I do. But, whew. You, you know, the thing it's about it. It's bad in Austin right now, man. Well, the thing about it is, you know, this year I was like, okay, Oklahoma and Texas really need to show up and show people, hey, we're about to come to SEC, and this is what you're going to have to look forward to when we step into your, your house. And Oklahoma, we've been, yeah, we're finally starting to pick up a little heat, but Texas, man, they, they're looking like they're in some trouble. So we'll see what they do at Kansas, but, you know, I think it, at the end of the day it is Kansas, and I think they'll, they should destroy them. Yeah, but the Longhorns are a 4-5 and five football team. Got some guys jumping into the transfer portal. Got coaches telling guys to jump in the transfer portal. It's not going. I, I don't you think that's monkeys the monkeys attacking little kids. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. is going on down there you, in Texas? You, you never know. You never oh. know with the long course. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I forgot. We didn't have a show when that all happened. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's just how things are going right now for the Longhorns. All right. Let's take a look at Joey McGuire. So just hired as the head coach for the Texas Tech Red Raiders went as far as saying he will die at Texas Tech. I mean, the man said it. He brings all kinds of energy, but an incredibly well-respected high school coach in the state of Texas has all kinds of great relationships, has been at Baylor as part of that staff for the last five seasons. And I, I don't think he was Texas Tech's first option. I think a few guys said no, but... Kirby Hocutt, the athletic director there at Texas Tech, said they wanted a guy that had deep Texas ties. And Joey McGuire, he doesn't have any head coaching experience in college football, but he's got deep Texas ties, Curtis. There's no doubt. Well, when you look at that, Gabe, is what, when I hear you say Texas ties, it's like, okay, if Tech can get better players to come there from the high school. So if I'm a high school coach and I have connections with you, I'm going to say, hey, do you have anybody? that, you know, can come play for me. And, oh, yes, I do. Curtis here. I'm going to have this linebacker and this running back. And so if you can start getting high-caliber players to come into your program, it's going to make you look really good as a coach. Yeah, and I, I think that job's hard. I mean, oh. it's a hard job. You look at – I was looking at it earlier today. Mike Leach won 11 games in 2008. So when, when Texas Tech was uh -huh. recruiting me. So it's, it's been a while. <laughs> And then I think the last time, other than 2008, that they won double-digit games at Texas Tech was in 1976. It, it, you know, it's the, just hard to win there, man. Well, it, what's crazy about it is, who would you say the best quarterback, I mean, besides Lamar Jackson in the NFL right now, who would you say the best quarterback is? I think me and a lot of people in this crowd would say Kyler Murray. Well, I agree. I forgot Kyler Murray. 
Forgive me, Kyle. He, he didn't mean it. Forgive guys, me, Kyle. Okay. I didn't say that about you. You're number one. Jack. He's hurt. Two. He's hurt. But the point I was trying to make, a lot of people will say Pat Mahomes. And you got Pat Mahomes there and you can't win, you know, with that kind of talent. You see what he does at Kansas City. And it just goes to show, like you said earlier, it's a tough place to win games. Yeah, there, there, there's no doubt. All right. Let's talk some Baylor. Curtis Lofton is about to give you the best breakdown of the Baylor Bears <laughs> you've ever seen. Don't go anywhere. You're watching the huddle here at Rudy's. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Welcome back to the huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Lofton, Eichard, and attention OU fans. Make sure you're there for the next Sooner Magic Moment by locking in your membership with the Sooner Club. Your 2022 membership renewal is now available, including early renewal incentives and monthly payment plans. For more information, visit thesoonerclub.com slash renew22 today. All right, time to go. Behind Enemy Lines, brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Baylor Bears are a good football team, Curtis. I mean, I, I know that they dropped the one against TCU but this is still a very talented team on both sides of the football. Well, what I, I love Dave Aranda. I mean, I think he's one of the most brilliant minds from a, from a defensive standpoint in the game. I like what he did at uh, LSU, and he's brought that same mentality over to Baylor. And most defensive coaches, when you watch them, and, you know, they want to run the ball and play great defense and play great special teams. And I think when you look at Baylor – they got two great running backs in Smith and Ebner, who I believe are a handful. You know, they can run it downhill. They got great hands. They got great power and nice speed. And then in the offensive game, also from the wide receiver standpoint, Thornton and Sneed are, they're, on a, they're really on test our secondary. And so that's all I've really seen from them so far, Gabe. How do you feel and where do you think we uh, match up with these guys? So you, you look at Baylor's offense, uh, Jeff Grimes, their new offense coordinator, he was at BYU last year. And his, his system is based off outside zone variations. Uh -huh. And outside zone is my favorite play in football, which is why Jeff Grimes' system may be my favorite offensive system in all of college football. Yeah. I, I love what they do offensively. But it is all based on running the ball mm -hmm. effectively. Yes. And you look at games where they have struggled. You go back and look at the Oklahoma State game. They couldn't run it. Mm -hmm. so, so that's the key because you, what they do offensively, they build everything off those, run, those zone runs. I'm talking play action. I'm talking boot game. This is a team that I think they drop back pass – as little as like yeah. an option team. I mean, it's just not something they do. Everything they want to do involves moving the pocket and moving the launch point for Gary Bohannon. And to Jeff Grimes' credit, he has put Gary Bohannon in tremendous, oh. tremendous spots to succeed this season. And Abram Smith is a dude. Now, yeah. this is a guy, that, can you believe this? He played linebacker for them last year. They moved him to running back when they hired Grimes because they were like, you know what? You seem like you'd thrive in the zone running game system. And he was well, like, all right, let's do it. Well, you know, back in the day, I used to play a little running back. Oh, but, uh, Kingfisher highlights. So I, can, so I can respect that, you know. I would be a zone power downhill type of runner. But this kid, I mean, I love watching him. He's downhill. He sticks his foot in the ground. And so for us... Um, I think it's going to be very 
vital that we have shoulder pads over our toes and we come downhill and smack these guys. Yeah, and you look at Abram Smith, uh, almost 1,000 yards on the season. He's got 930 yards, averaging 7.3 a carry, scored 11 touchdowns. And in a league that has a lot of really good running backs, he's now in the conversation for being all Big 12. And you, you look at a league that's got Kennedy Brooks, Brees Hall, B. John Robinson, Zach Evans, all these guys. He has, he has put together one of the most surprising seasons in all of college football. Not yeah. many people saw this coming. <laughs> no, definitely not. And also, when you're playing a zone team from a defensive standpoint, it tests you at every single level because, you know, they'll press it front side, and then you got to be aware of the cutback. And the defensive line, the defensive end has to flow down the line, and then the linebacker, because the quarterback comes into play as well because uh, Gary Bohanna, he can run the ball pretty well too. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt Gary Bohannon's mobility certainly going to be a big factor in this football game on Saturday. And you mentioned Tyquan Thornton. We've seen the Sooner struggle with some big wide receivers. Tyquan Thornton, all of 6'3", very athletic guy. He can really go up and get it in the red zone. So that, that is a guy that certainly poses a threat to Alex Grinch's defense. Okay, looking well, at the defensive side. Oh, well, question. Let me ask you this. You got you know, something. Um, from a defensive standpoint, I know in the NFL there's numerous times where, hey, we have matchups. So Key Lawrence is one of our bigger DBs, and he's playing outstanding. So do you ever see us shadowing a guy like that, moving him around? Typically, Grinch has not done a lot of things where they travel with guys. I don't see any reason why not. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and we'll see who is at the other corner. Yeah, I, I think from you know some of the things that we're hearing, it, it's it's a possibility. You know, we we see a guy like DJ Graham, or it sounds like Woody Washington, way ahead of schedule, coming back from his injury. So, man, I, I'm excited to yeah. see what happens on the defensive side of things. And there's no doubt, R.J. Sneed, Tyquan Thornton, Ben Sims, the tight end, they, they've got some explosive pass catchers. Okay, looking at the defense, clearly you you, you talked about it, man. David Randa, defensive guy, defensive-minded head coach. Uh, this is a team that they are a, technically a 3-3-5, but they're going to go back and forth between a three-man and four-man front. They bring quite a bit of pressure. You see it right here, man. They're, they are not afraid to dial up some blitzes. Just a very physical group on the defensive side of things for Baylor. Well, what I love about it is when you run a 3-3-5, it allows you to be multiple. You can blitz. You can drop zone. And everything looks exactly the same. So your zone looks like a blitz. Your blitz looks like a man. And so from an offensive standpoint, it can get confusing. And also, they got this linebacker that I really love watching, uh, Terrell Bernard. I like how he's very physical in the run game. He's a great in the pass, and he can blitz as well. And they have a cornerback, Jalen, I can't say his name, Pierre? Petrie. Petrie. Jalen Petrie. He is, you, he may be, and I, I, I've watched a lot of college football, he may be my favorite defensive player to watch on tape yes. all year. This dude flies around. He balls. He, he reminds me a little bit um, of the Honey Badger because he's always around the ball. He loves contact. And... Uh, he makes big plays quite a bit. Yeah, and at, at that nickel position and what Dave Aranda does, you got to be able to do it. You got to be able to do it all. You got to tackle in space. You got to cover tight ends. You got to cover slot receivers. And he's their main blitzer. Yeah. I mean, you look at their pressure packages. He, he's the guy that Dave Aranda trusts to go and get the quarterback. So th there's no doubt that this defense for Baylor. It's a good group. I know we just watched them get carved up a little bit by Chandler Morris and TCU. But that performance, man, it really doesn't change my opinion of them that much. Like, you look at that defensive front, Apuika, Cole Maxwell, Gabe Hall. Like, they've got a solid group up front, a bunch of physical football players. And you know they're going to be motivated to knock off <laughs> Oklahoma. I mean, come well, on. Well, for me, when you look at this, Gabe, is – they, they, it, from whenever I play bet, I couldn't wait till the next week because I wanted to get out there and prove to everyone, hey, that was just one game. That's not who we are. And I feel like Baylor's going you know, to be in the same boat of that, and they can't wait to come against Oklahoma in a high-powered offense. Well, I hope that is who they are yeah. for, for, the, for the suitors' sake. All right, we're on a hot streak. We're picking winners. 
Yes. Pickums are going well. Let's not talk about how the over-unders are going. That doesn't matter, people. But it is all about the Pickums. We're picking some games next. Stick around. You're watching The Huddle here at Rudy's. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Welcome back to The Huddle. We're here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, Lofton, Eichard. And hey, Madden fans. The Level Next Madden National Championship eSports Tournament is streaming now and is sponsored by Unilever, which will donate 1 million me meals to Feeding America. Watch the best college student Madden players compete for $100,000 in cash by watching on Twitch. Just search Next Level GG. Time for some over-unders. Yeah. Did not go particularly well, but that was, that was weeks ago. That was so weeks we're, just, ago. we're not even going to look at it. We're going to look at the new ones. That, that our man Arch has cooked up for us. Okay, here's the first one. Over under 120 and a half rushing yards for Abram Smith. Mm. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Under. Under. Okay, next one. 0.5 interceptions thrown by Gary Bohannon. Made some mistakes the last couple weeks. Over. Over. Next one. Three and a half total touchdowns by Caleb Williams. That's a good line. I don't know. What do you? I'm going over. Next one. I was going to say, okay, good. 0.5 special teams touchdowns. Remember, Treston Ebner, All-American kick return. He ain't getting none. Under. under. We're going under. Rapid fire pick em. Michigan at Penn State. It is a pick em, according to the odds makers. Michigan? Michigan. I'm fine with it. TCU at Oklahoma State. Chandler Morris, a quarterback, probably again. You pick this one. I'll take Oklahoma State. I like what they're doing. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, you've been listening to the OU Bud Light Huddle, presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Also brought to you by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.